Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. TFA fam, what's up? What's going on? It's your boy Matty D back with another edition of the wide receiver cornerback matchups, this time for week two. Uh, last week, we had a good week. We kicked off the season great uh, with week one. We had a big week. Uh, the three starts that we had labeled last week was Jacoby Myers, nine targets, six receptions, 44 yards. Uh, unfortunately, did not find the end zone, but still turned out a solid day if you went with him in your lineups. Uh, Marvin Jones, nine targets, five receptions, 77 yards and a touchdown. Definitely a good start for Marvin Jones to the season uh, last year and for your fantasy teams if you got him in there. And then our boy Debo Samuel came through in the clutch for us. Uh, 12 targets, nine catches, 189 yards and a touchdown. And you likely won your matchup if you if you took uh, the advice last week to start Debo Samuel. So that rounded out our starts from last week. Definitely a big week uh, for Debo. And we look to carry that momentum uh, into next week. And then we had Kenny Galladay as our sit of the week in week one. And he only turned out uh, six targets for four catches and 64 yards. So did have a little bit of yardage production, but definitely not a guy who saw a ton of volume with only six targets there compared to our nine, nine and 12 from our starts that we had labeled. So I know you're itching to find out who our week two guys are. Uh, so let's dive right in. I've got four starts for you this week in the wide receiver uh, at the wide receiver position and one sit. Uh, our first start of the week uh, is KJ Hamler, who checks in. Uh, he's going to be playing most of the snaps out of the slot, uh, replace, trying to replace Jerry Judy, which is not an easy task. It's going to be a committee deal uh, to try to do that. But KJ Hamler should take over the primary slot duties where he will get a matchup with a second-round cornerback uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars that they drafted this year. Uh in week one, KJ Hamler saw 11 targets and had 29 per 11% of the targets and had 29% of the air yards for Denver. And if I don't know if you if you guys remember or saw highlights of that Denver game last week, KJ Hamler actually dropped a what would have been a long touchdown pass of over 40 yards. Uh, he had it right in his hands in the end zone and, and he just dropped it. Uh, he would have been a very hot waiver. Pickup already is, uh, already was this week, a, way, a hot waiver ad, um, but definitely somebody you want to consider getting into your lineups if you need help at the wide receiver position. He played 336 slot snaps last year compared to 181 outside, so definitely expecting him to take over the slot main slot duties that, that Jerry Judy leaves behind due to injury. Next up, we've got Mike Williams of the Los Angeles Chargers versus Anthony Brown of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, in week one, Anthony Brown definitely got the worst end of the ABs, the A Browns, uh, giving up a lot of production to Antonio Brown of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, he allowed seven catches on eight targets and a ridiculous 15 yards per target to go along with a touchdown and a perfect passer rating allowed. Uh, in that game versus Tampa Bay. And that just only goes along with the defensive line issues the Cowboys now have. And they will be facing that very good offensive line for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers that 
you know, they didn't give up any hardly any pressure to Justin Herbert in that very good front seven of Washington football team uh, last week in week one. So I expect Herbert to be kept clean in the pocket. He should be able to pass all game long without any issues against that, uh, you know, somewhat weak Cowboys secondary. And Mike Williams should face up face off with Anthony Brown uh, a good portion of the time in this game. Uh, third guy that we like this week is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. This is the exact same matchup we just played Debo Samuel in last week, and Debo went for 190 yards and a touchdown on 12 targets. Uh, you're getting Marquez Valdez-Scantling against this really bad cornerback group of the Detroit Lions on Monday night. And the, the, the Detroit Lions cornerback room can't afford any injuries, and unfortunately they lost their best corner uh, in Jeff Okuda, who tore his Achilles and will be out for the year. So definitely an, an even bigger blow to Detroit, uh, a defensive secondary that definitely couldn't afford to lose their top corner. Um, but in week one, Valdez Scantling did not – he did not have the same role from last year, you know, a role player. He was actually a main piece of this offense in week one. And yes, the Packers played from behind in week one uh, and, and they had to throw a lot, but the starters came out by the beginning of the fourth quarter because they were losing by so much. Uh, so, so that kind of offsets the amount of volume they had, but about a scantling 24% target share had 47% of the air yards coming from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this is a monster bounce back spot for green Bay as a whole. And, and I definitely think Valdez Scantling will be a big part of that. He should be the number two wide receiver locked in behind Devontae Adams. And I'm expecting Rodgers to come out and throw for, you know, he may even throw for five touchdowns in this game. So if you have Valdez Scantling and you're looking for, a, you know, a deeper play for wide receiver flex, definitely give him a consideration. This Packers offense should absolutely obliterate uh, this Detroit Lions defense on Monday night in a big bounce back spot. And speaking of big bounce back spots, a lot of you guys were were burned by Brandon Ayuk in week one. And, and that leads us uh, to my number four start for the week. Uh, Brandon Ayuk gets a matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles this week. And I'm expecting his playing time to go up. Uh, the, all the reports are saying, and, and Shanahan, all of his comments from uh, press conferences are saying that Ayuk was dealing with a hamstring injury leading up to week one. And he was, he was missing important practices and important time, which didn't allow the 49ers to confidently game plan with Ayuk involved in the game plan for week one. It also a, was an easy matchup uh, against Detroit, so they didn't feel like they needed to push him. And I know Shanahan isn't going to come out and say that uh, as to respect the other organization in Detroit, but that is probably something that was in the back of his mind, you know, thinking that we don't need to push Ayuk in week one. We're playing Detroit. We should be able to win it just by, you know, just by targeting Debo 12 times for, for nine catches and 190 yards. I, I'm expecting Ayuk to bounce back and see a much, much more significant uh, snap share and, and a much more normal role for him. And Ayuk was was the 49ers main receiver uh, last year, even though Debo was hurt. Ayuk is still the better receiver uh, and he should still have massive production this year. Um, Eagles played 80% zone in week one, and Ayuk actually performs better against zone than Debo does. Debo is much better against man coverage as he is a yards after catch specialist, which we touched on last week. Um, Ayuk jumps from 1.4 yards per round run against man and a 59% catch rate against man to 1.8 yards per routes run and 69% catch rate against zone coverage. So again, this is, you know, a balls to the wall kind of play here with with Ayuk, but I definitely think that Shanahan's going to have him more involved this week. 
Uh, he's he's got time to put his hamstring injury behind him. He's logging full practices. He should be fully able to be installed into this offensive game plan ahead of this big matchup with the Eagles, who looked good week one against the Falcons. And that brings us to our sit of the week, and that is going to be Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown for the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night in the game against the Chiefs when what what could be pegged as a shootout but might end, just, end up just being a, a Chiefs romping of the Ravens uh, after the Ravens struggled to beat Las Vegas Raiders last Sunday uh, last Monday night. We have the Chiefs matchup is one of the worst matchups for wide receivers. Uh, last year, they allowed the fourth fewest points to the wide receiver position, and they, are, again, were top 10 in week one against Cleveland. Uh, they allowed 16 targets to Cleveland running backs and tight ends and only allowed 10 targets to r- Cleveland wide receivers in a game that, that you know, Cleveland needed to throw to keep up with Mahomes. Uh, it still was a game where they did not want to target their wide receivers because the Chiefs play uh, an outside-in kind of scheme. They keep everything in the middle of the field, uh, it, which allows running backs and tight ends to have success and not so much receivers on the outside. And to top that all off, in the matchup last year, Marquise Brown had six targets and only turned it in for two catches and 13 yards. Definitely did not do good last year against Kansas City. And I think uh, just based on the style of play from the defense for Kansas City and just how good they are against wide receivers, I definitely think you should look elsewhere uh, if you're planning on starting Marquise this week. So that wraps it up. Uh, Same as last week. You know, thanks again for for joining us. If you like the video, make sure you like the video. Uh, Hop in our Discord. And we've got a lot of we've got a great community, uh, a lot of people talking football on a daily basis all throughout the day, all throughout the night, especially on on Saturday nights and, and Sunday mornings leading up to the lo- the one o'clock Eastern lock time for football games on Sundays. So make sure you come hang out, jump in. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you next week. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.